Welcome to the 1.7 Podcast, the place where creatives get to speak the truth about ourselves, our art, and our place in the world. Yeah, I just want to touch base, man, just connect with you guys, see how everybody's doing. I had a crazy weekend, um, just a little update, you know, with our company. Uh, please, if you do listen to these and you want to support the business side of what we're doing, uh, visit us at um, Zandley Media on IG and Zandley Media 00 on TikTok. Definitely be sure to follow the 1.7 podcast, too, and leave a comment, you know, like, leave a comment. Um you know, I've been in the business for for a while as a as a filmmaker, uh, as a producer. I I really enjoy. I gain a lot of intrinsic value from the process. Uh, I know that there are different types of creatives. Some people really like the artistic side of things. Some people really like the technical side of things. I would say I love the process. I like to ensure that my clients have the the confidence that all of the details are going to be taken care of and covered. So we do a lot of pre-production and we do a lot of planning and I'm a little anal uh, when it comes to certain things, especially process and planning because, you know, a lot of times the projects that I'm on, stakes are high, so we really plan. Uh, a couple weeks ago, well, more than that, probably a couple months ago, we did a project called Doing Time. And what it was, it was a, a company reached out uh, to me called Crossroads Prison Ministries. And what they do is that they do videos that help inmates, you know, navigate the whole prison culture, etc. So we were doing a podcast and uh, it was a big deal, you know. Uh, you know, we we lit it really, really well. Um, brought in an audio guy, so I brought in a gaffer, brought in an audio guy, and um, a, a, a lot of pre-production. And you know, we had we shot all seven episodes in in one day, so seven episodes of the podcast. Of course, we had to script everything out so that the host, uh, the lead talent, will know you know, what he's supposed to be talking about. And part of my job was to make sure that um, it was simplified, right? So when the the, the study got written, uh, this is before they decided to convert it to video. When the study got written, it was a certain way. So part of my job was to sit with the executive producer and ensure that the study was transferable to film right so we made it you know video ready um and that was a good that was an interesting challenge you know i i, I didn't want to use a teleprompter and this is one of the issues the talent um was hoping for they were like is it gonna be a teleprompter because of course when they look at the entire seven episodes it seems like a lot but the goal was to break down each episode uh make sure that the lead talent 
was duplicating almost the same thing. So all he had to remember was the guest's name and who they had to talk about, you know, who, 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 what they were talking about and, you know, who he was talking with. And what we did is that we came in, we set up, we had like a, probably a full day shoot and we recorded all of the intros and all of the outros in one take, you know, episode one, we go, we record the intro, couple takes until we feel we like what we got, recorded the outro, episode two, title, record the, the intro, record the outro. So we did all of that before the conversation started to happen and as uh, the guests began to arrive, we had them in a green room and part of the produ- one of the producer's jobs was to prep them because a lot of times people don't really prep, right? Um, and that would just kill your timeline. So, um, so they were they were doing the prep, and I would always go back there, and I'll be like, "Are you guys working? You know, making sure because they'll they'll get and they'll start talking, and then when they get on my set, you know, you know they don't know what they're supposed to be doing. You know what I'm saying? Um, and one of the things that was really important for this podcast is that it needed to be conversational. So no set of cuts and edits and all this yada, 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 right? It's supposed to be conversational. So some of these folks, you know, they were in prison for 25 years. So I would, I would prep them. I would say, man, this is your story. Just talk about it. You know, the host would ask you some questions and just talk from your heart. That's what we really, really want. Um, the primary audience, which would be people that are in prison. The secondary audience are people who, um, you know, uh, would 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 be learning about, you know, what it is that this corporation does, uh, potential donors, etc. So we really, really needed it to be very sincere and very candid and that's why i didn't have the host read off of a teleprompter right i didn't have the host read off of a teleprompter because i didn't want it to feel and sound newsy you know i wanted to feel and sound like it was natural it's a natural conversation um so anyways uh we did it we ran we ran three cameras so we ran one camera to the host and one camera to the guest. And the composition was similar to Joe Rogan's, what Joe Rogan does, right? So we did some research and we said, okay, that's the look we want. Um, of course, it was lit like way better. Um, so one camera to the host and the other camera to the guest. And they were on, they were on a like, a, I don't know, a table was probably about four by six, right? Um, and then we did something really interesting. We had a, a jib above. So as they were transitioning from one thing to another, we had this nice shot that would just move. And on, on the table itself, you know, we had the logo um, of the podcast, which is called Doing Time. So I felt, I felt that was good. Um, how we did it, too, we recorded a lot of it. Um, directly to my Slink studio. So I had transmitters on both camera, camera one, uh, host camera, guest camera. I had transmitters on there. And I was connected live, hardwired into my hub for the jib camera. And what I was doing, 
as my guy next to me was you know listening to audio what i'll be doing i have an ipad and i'll actually be making preliminary cuts as they're having a conversation i'm watching it here on my ipad i have also another 60 inch monitor here that guests could kind of sit back off off the set and just kind of observe it observe the cuts that i'm making and i'll just be editing right once i'm done with this um i give it to my editor and he can open it up in final cut and then 99.9 percent .9 of all the editing is already done the initial edl is already done all we have to do is work on audio get that audio well um replace the footage right replace the footage and in a very very short space of time and that's the trick that i've i've always used when i'm using um when i have clients and it's a bunch of multiple cameras and stuff i don't wait to go back into my bay to do multi-cam edits i i run i do the editing right there that day so i plan um i plan for this and i make sure that whatever process that we're doing allows for me to do a solid edit so by the time we get done if it's a conversation or a podcast i'm i'm like 90 percent done with the edits right the day of the show by the time the day is done 90 percent of the edits done passed off to my editor and then we just begin to finalize things so that was my big project um uh, i don't know maybe three two or three months ago now um and then of course on the that was on the corporate side on the wedding side uh we just uh recently launched photo last we launched photos last year so i've been hitting those wedding fairs like crazy um we booked one of the largest booths in one of the most prestigious wedding fairs in minnesota i think our booth was like 40 42 by 38 and we really went for experiential right we didn't really go for it in a way of trying to sell we wanted uh these these brides these couples to feel like they're experiencing our brand zandoli media um for the first time so when they walked in we had a a showcase you know a gallery of our photos and our videos um we laid out some of the you know awards that we've won for our work right there so they could kind of see that this is you know a legitimate brand with with credibility in the work that we do um and uh over over here we had we were actually taking some photos so we were actually taking uh some headshots so if you know couples moms and everyone's that come through say hey why don't you jump in and, and you know get a headshot and it was real high quality photos that they were getting and in return we'll get their email and then they'll get the the headshots too um and we we had a a nice lounge couch in the middle of the room so people could kind of sit and just kind of hang out and um instead of going with marketing people as the sales reps i went with wedding planners as the sales rep so i had three wedding planners there that can just talk with people and ask them hey so where are you in your wedding and how far along you know just to connect um 
And then as they're about to leave, there was another spot that we had, maybe 10 by 20, which was our social media spot. So, so what we had with this one is that we, um, we had a social media person just asking the brides questions, you know, with their with their party that came with them, you know, suspenders or trousers, here up or here down, just to have some fun. And then we'll give them some champagne and they'll toast and they'll say, uh, Zandali, you know, Zandali Media. And, you know, so, so, um, and it went well. I think uh, we kind of reintroduce ourselves uh, as a bride, as as a brand that people can actually trust. Um, and I think this was January. And since then, I've already done three, three more uh, wedding fairs. So we're we've been grinding. We've been pushing it out. Um, and you know, I'm I'm really grateful. I'm grateful for the opportunity to work. Um, you know, sometimes as a creative, they say it's feast and famine, and that's true. Um, but we hope that, you know, it's feast and famine sometimes, you know, feast and famine, uh, maybe at the beginning, but as you begin to grow, um, what we have found anyways in our, in our journey is that as we begin to grow, as we begin to provide value to the market, um, it's a little less than, uh, well, a little more than famine, right? So you'll have feasts, and then you'll probably have, you know, middle, 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 middle restaurants, right? So it's it, it gets it gets better um, as you continue to work and you continue to provide uh, value to the market. I, I was thinking today. And I'm about to head out, but I was thinking today that um, how much is your personal efforts, right? How much does your personal efforts, how much does it have to play on your actual success? Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't work hard i'm not saying we shouldn't grind i'm not saying any of those things but i'm i know where i am is that i i mean i work hard man i put it in i've, I've got a lot of years in it i've, I've done a lot so i'm constantly working hard but as i as a company grows and in the past couple months man i am realizing that your success a lot of times relies on people you know what i'm saying success relies on on people and i'm thankful man for the people that are around me i'm thankful for our two photographers kelsey for alex you know i'm thankful for the guys that helped put this show together behind the scenes too oscar and jose and dariel um you know, thankful for my wife that does takes care of all of the sales stuff, be kind of behind the scenes. Uh, thankful for my editor, um, Bert, brothers Kuban, Kuban, Kuba. So I'm just thinking of that man because we just, you know, without a team, there's no way that I would have been able to push out like four of these wedding fairs and do all the other things. So it it's it takes a team, you know, as you begin to grow, you're like, man, 
you also need to have a, another set of skills, right? Which is, you know, can you find other people and can you now serve them? Can you, do you provide value in, in, uh, in making other humans better? You know what I mean? Do you provide value in making other humans better? And so that's what we're working on, working on right now. You know, for me personally, I'm always of the belief that if you are asking someone to give their best and do their best at any corporation, company, uh, or just me specifically, it's my role to provide the best that I can for them. And that comes to pay. That comes to pay too. It's not just words. I think in in what you pay tells the true story of all things, right? Because I know a lot of companies would. I mean, they're similar. I, I I don't like to count myself in the same class as companies that are providing photo and video for some of their clients, even though that's what we do. Um, we're probably a little more expensive than some. Um, Man, but I've I've known these stories, man. A, a lot of young photographers or videographers would would get like 20 gigs, 24 gigs a year. And if you talk to them, uh, you they'll they'll be like, yeah, I'm booked up, man. I'm booked up. I'm booked. I got like 20 something gigs, and it's like, yeah, okay, cool. But then you find out what they are actually getting paid. Man, they can't make it, man. That's why they burn out. Some of these guys getting paid 400 bucks, 600 bucks, 23 gigs. Let me see this here, man. Listen, crazy, man. When I when I heard that, it just broke my heart, man. Let's see here. You getting? Let's see you do 23 gigs, 600 bucks. Let me come on, clear my Cali. 23 gigs by 600 bucks. That's like thirteen thousand dollars. 13k at eight hours a wedding right by the time you live you can it's not enough to really even keep you up to date with your gear long story short a lot of these cats they're like i'm done shooting weddings for people you know, or they're done with wedding altogether because they're like burnt out, man. They're completely burnt out. So what we do, man, when we have um, members of our team, uh, we do a lot of great pre-production to make sure that the pre-production load is, isn't completely heavy. We're not just throwing them out there. Uh, but then also, too, we, we pay well. So people want to work with us but not everybody is going to be able to we want to find the right people i had to let a let a guy go um probably a couple months ago um he's a good guy uh, she's great photographer fabulous photographer but attitude just wasn't um gelling you know um and i've done it before my downside is sometimes i could be a little soft and i could kind of hope for the best but I wasn't thinking that when people show you who they are, you better believe them. So I didn't want to take that risk with my clients. So, um, but we make sure that our, our our team they want to take these gigs, man, because they make good money. Um, and people are like, well, what about the business side? So how much? 
money are you gonna make and and what i what i say to them and how i respond to them is the number one goal for all businesses or creative businesses your number one goal if you're starting out is to provide value to the market that's your number one goal provide value to the market prove to the market that you are worthy to be considered as a provider of a service that's it all right and once you do that once you can prove to the market that that's that you're worth talking about you're worth hiring and you could provide a service the market will reward you right you'll start to see people begin to trust you more so the market will reward you and the second thing right and this is for those who's like well you just got to make money it's a business and all that all that talk right how much am i worth and all that talk right i know we love that talk right forget that idea focus on providing value to the market right and focus on building a reliable brand the photographers and videographers that build a brand and now they can actually have people shoot under their names they're the ones with the win right the ones who's never tried to build a brand it's always about you know how much they charge and all that stuff they they keep forgetting that the market's not always going to come to you all the time you're going to have a career and then it's going to be done and if that's fine for you that's great i know what i'm building is i'm building a reputable brand name that's going to function and flourish long after i'm a, i'm a part of it right so it's not built on me so what is the so we pay our our employees and our partners and associates really well and what do we get in in return we get great um products and services for our clients and we get brand trust we get equity built into our brand and what that does in essence is that the next year your marketing budget could come down because the referrals are up people trust your brand okay and that's how you that's how you win that's how you win you don't win by trying to get everything off the table all the time um that's, that that would be a hard lesson cuz times change i was talking to uh you know a lot of creatives cuz i'm doing these fairs and i'm talking to a lot of creatives and they're like man it's tough because the market's always getting saturated with photographers always getting saturated with videographers and i'm like man listen i'm never really afraid of competition right you can't book everything you've got to decide what you want to book and what your price is and you've got to do that you have to decide what your core value is and what you book what you can provide to the market right so uh in 2019 there were like 38,000 couples in uh in Minnesota that was getting married that's 38,000 couples right so out of those 38,000 couples i think about 14,000 of them 
chose video, but about 38,000 of them chose photo. So you have a lot of couples that is might fit with your style and, and mightn't fit with your style. So you just got to trust and just be there, right? Um, but I said, to, I said to him, I was like, look, a lot of guys can get up. You know, of course, we're talking about young, young creatives, you know, roll out of bed, you know, and come from college. Everything that they do, they love. Mom loves their work, etc. They have a... Um, a market right there because all their college friends are getting married so right now it feels like they rolled out of bed and they're hot stuff right right away because they're getting all these weddings and they're you know um and they can just mirror the price of vendors that's that's millions of dollars deep in the market um but what I've seen over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, I can tell you this. What I've seen over and over again is that the same way that folks can roll out of bed, right, and enter the market is the same way that as soon as some little adversity happens, they just roll back into bed. Right? They roll right back into bed. They started just rolling out of bed and just jumping in and... You know, in a year, they just roll right back into bed. They just don't stick with the market. I can't tell you how many times they've been like, oh, this is the new hot thing. Oh, this is the new hot guy. This is the new hot. And in a year, two years, they're completely out of the market. And, and, and it has absolutely nothing to do with how skilled they were as cinematographers or photographers. This business is about humility. And a lot of times, um, I think when creatives realize that it's not just creating a work and having your classmates cheer for it, and, and you know, right? It's different. And sometimes you would give a, a client a project and you hear nothing back because they just got their stuff and, they, they, and they're like, oh, oh, we forgot, we loved it. Right, you see what I'm saying? You've you got to come to a place where you can serve people that's not your friends and your buddies. It's your it's the service that builds the trust, and their uh, you know the client's commitment is to the service you provide, and not to you personally as an individual. Right? Yo. So, anyways, I'm out, man. Be sure to head over to uh, Zandley Media. Right at Zandley Media over on IG and over in TikTok at Zandley Media 00. Before they definitely give us a like and a follow, and we'll keep talking. Be sure to uh, leave you know, leave some comments and share what we're doing. We're in season two right now, and this is the first uh, conversation kind of kicking it off. And we've got about eight more episodes uh, to share with you. And we, we trust that um, this has been really helpful for creatives. You've been listening to the 1.7 podcast podcast right all right god bless i'm out peace thank you for tuning in to the 1.7 podcast we'd really do appreciate you taking your time out of your day to give us a listen and we do hope that you really got something today out of the conversation be sure to follow us we definitely want to be friends over at instagram at zandley media until next time keep creating let's go